Greetings, everyone, and welcome to The Dream Coach. I am your host, Hubert Neal Jr. I am a professional contemporary fine artist. Um, my main discipline is painting. Um, why, why am I doing this podcast? What is The Dream Coach? What am I trying to serve? Well, you know, there's a problem that I've uh, noticed. Uh, actually, it's something that I remember um, witnessing and experiencing when I was young. Uh, people don't respect the arts. And what do I mean by that? I mean, people, they love art, so they say. Um, they definitely consume it. But, you know, uh, you know, I remember when I was younger, if someone uh, asked you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you said, I want to, you know, be a, a doctor or a lawyer. It was greeted, it was received in a very interesting way. It was almost like, well, of course, yes, that's the road to, to money. Uh, these are prestigious fields. Sure, whatever we can do to support you, we'll do so. Um, but if you, if you get asked that question and you say something like, I want to be a painter or a singer or a dancer, you know, the response is usually, um, well, can you make money doing that? <laughs> How are you going to support yourself? What kind of future is that? You know, there's this stigma. And I figured, you know, surely, surely that's going to change at some point, right? Um, but here we are in 2021, and uh, people are still uh, dealing with these things. And so, you know, I've uh, I've gotten to the point where, you know, I, I have a career, I have a successful career. I'm doing exactly um, what I've always wanted to do. And I just feel like when you acquire a certain amount of information, it is time to give back. And so uh, that's how I came up with the, uh, with the dream coach, right? So basically the dream coach is, uh, well, it's a service uh, and also now a podcast. But basically what the service is, is whoever you are, um, maybe you're just a young person starting out and you just don't know how to, you know, how do I make this thing happen? You know, how do I become an actor? How do I become a, a dancer? You know, how do I become a singer? Um, you know, we can, we provide those services. We, we give you everything <laughs> except the passion, I like to say. You got to be passionate about this because um, it's not for the, uh, the weak-hearted, right? So uh, how does it work? Uh, a dream coach session costs $500. And what you get with that is, you know, we'll meet you where you're at, okay? You get, um, you know, I'm in Santa Monica. So if you're in the Los Angeles area, we can meet in person. Uh, if not, we're, uh, we're available to do sessions virtually over Zoom, FaceTime, you name it. So basically, what you're going to get in your session is... Um, we'll provide the tools, you know, we'll meet you where you're at. Maybe you're, maybe you've got some things, you know, let's say maybe you've got a website up, but you're still not getting people. Maybe you're not leveraging social media well enough. Um, you know, maybe you need classes, 
You know what I mean? You know, uh, you have to be honest with yourself about how good you are. So we can walk you through those things. Um, representation. You know, if you're a painter or a photographer, um, are you looking for gallery representation? Are you an actor or you a singer? Do you need an agent or a manager? How do these things come about? You know, we, we walk you through all of that, okay? Um, and then you also get uh, 12 months of follow-up. So for one year, you call us, you bug us, <laughs> um, you follow up with us. Uh, whatever it is that we can do to help you, whether that's with networking and connections, um, we will do our best, okay? So that's how the Dream Coach uh, started offering that service. And then I um, I thought about the fact that a podcast would be a good uh, addition um, to what uh, we're doing. Because there, there are going to be some of you who are very far along and maybe you just need tips and tricks and, um, you know, maybe you just need, uh, whether it's, um, I guess, communicating with a community, right, uh, of like-minded people um, or, you know, just to check in. Maybe you've got a question. Uh, that I can read and, and answer uh, through the podcast. So, just trying to uh, reach people from all um, all angles. So, on the one side, we've got the uh, Dream Coach session that you can sign up for on the website, the Dream uh, the Dream Coach dot business, um, or you can subscribe to the podcast. And uh, every week, hopefully, we can give you. Um, some nuggets, right? Uh, so, I guess I should, you know, I guess properly introduce myself and let you know who I am and how I got here. So, uh, I grew up in Chicago, Illinois. Um, from, uh, I'm a first generation. Uh, my family is from Belize, uh, Central America. Um, like most children, <laughs> I drew, I painted, I, I did all the things that kids do freely, running around, dancing, singing, you know. Um, and I like to say I'm just one of those people that never stopped. Uh, so, you know, I, uh, I can tell you when things started to get really serious. Um, there was a TV show called The Tracy Ullman Show. It was a sketch comedy show uh, led by Tracy Ullman, a comedian writer and comedian and in the show um in between the sketches uh there was this animated family called uh i don't even know if they had a name yet <laughs> but they were these yellow people right and they would um it'd be like you know i don't know 20 30 seconds of a little sketch and it was hilarious and then they would go on to the next um either commercial or the next sketch well, that was, I think, 1987, um, and those little sketches, those yellow people became so popular that they were given their own show called The Simpsons, and when I tell you that I was just uh, addicted to that show, I mean, Bart Simpson, I drew any kind of version of Bart Simpson <laughs> you can imagine, Bart as Batman, Bart as 
a Rasta Bart as, you know, a, a black man. <laughs> I'm a black man. So, you know, it's always nice to like get some of these popular characters and say, well, what would they look like with, uh, with brown skin? And, um, over and over and over again until I eventually came up with my own cartoon, uh, character based off of that. But it was around that time that I knew, um, <clears throat> that I wanted to be an artist. So by the age of nine, I knew that um, I was going to be an artist. You know, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. And uh, I was singular-minded. Nothing was going to stop me. <laughs> um, so from there, it was like, okay, well, how do I make this thing happen? And, you know, um, high school is looming, right? You got to think about what high school you're going to go to because that's going to help set you up for your future. And um, at that time, the only thing I could think of was there was this program called Fame. And it was about a uh, performing arts high school in New York City. And I said, that's the type of place I need to go. So I told my mom, I said, Mom, you know, um, you need to find me a school like that. You know, I, I can't... Uh, to me, going to a quote-unquote regular high school was just horrifying, you know. Um, from everything I see on TV, you know, people throwing you in lockers and and beating you up in the bathrooms. And I don't know, it just, it just seemed like a scary place. And it definitely didn't seem like a place that would promote um, art, right? Uh, and so, you know, I kind of threatened my mom a little bit. I was like, look. I will go to Belize and work in granddad's grocery store <laughs> if you can't find me a high school <laughs> with people, with weirdos like me. And so what she did was, uh, I don't know how, I mean, she says she just saw it in the newspaper one day, um, but she saw an advertisement for this school called the Chicago Academy for the Arts. Um, and I was just like, well, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> And, um, and she called them and they told her, well, you know, uh, when it's time, you know, this is the criteria, there's a portfolio that you have to present and then you have, uh, you know, you'll have auditions and then you have also academic tests, etc. right? So that was my focus. Okay. It was like, I have to get into this school. So, what was the criteria? Um, I still remember it. You had to have a drawing. Each, each of the disciplines were different, you know. So, if you're singing, you're dancing, you got to show something. But for the visual arts department that I was entering, I had to have uh, five drawings. I had to have a drawing of a corner of my bedroom. I had to do a drawing of a pair of uh, tennis shoes. I had to draw a self-portrait. I had to draw something from my imagination. And um, I'm not sure what the fifth one was now. I, I don't know. I think it was probably just random, something that I thought of myself. Um, and so I had to go to the school. Um, and, the, you know, that day when they were seeing everybody um, who was, uh, you know, potential candidates with our parents. And... Um, but in the, you know, they stress the academics too. So I remember in the day I had to take the academic tests. 
um, in all of the, uh, you know, reading, writing, all that stuff. And then we had lunch, and then, um, and then it was time in the afternoon to go to your various departments, your disciplines, and showcase your work, right? So here I am for the first time. Uh, I wasn't even 13. I was 12 years old, and I have a portfolio for the first time. <laughs> and I walk in, you know, and my mom waits outside, and, you know, uh, I lay the workout. And they're looking at it, they're asking questions, you know, and you can't tell anything because they, they're playing it close to the vest. <laughs> um, yeah, and that was it. They were just like, all right, well, thank you, you'll hear from us. And so uh, I'm not an impatient person, but I do not like limbo. <laughs> so for like two weeks, I didn't know what was going on. And finally, uh, they... Um, they sent a letter saying that I was accepted, you know, and uh, it was like, okay, now my life can begin, okay, so that was the beginning of uh, my art training. At the age of 13, I started high school, the Chicago Academy for the Arts, and um, yeah, it was just, uh, it was just the greatest experience. Um, I learned everything I needed to become uh, what I am today. And, you know, it was flexible because, you know, um, artists are multifaceted. Many of us are talented in, in several, you know, disciplines. So I also took music, writing, and theater. Okay. So um, I, I was skilled in all of those things. Um, but it became apparent um, for many reasons that the visual arts was where um, I guess I could communicate my 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 feelings best, I guess you could say. All right. So anyway, from there, I went to uh, Cornell University where um, I joined the School of Architecture, Art and Planning. Um, and my focus there was fine arts. Um, with painting, photography, and graphic design being uh, being the primary areas uh, of study. Um, but what I did in college, you know, high school was so rigorous already that college was even easier. It um, at that point I just realized that what I needed to learn there was um, just becoming more independent and you know, just trying out more real-world things. So, um, I remember when I found out, you know, what's expected of us in our thesis year, you know, which is the year you graduate, that's when you put on a, an exhibition. And that was weird to me because in, in, in high school, um, at the academy, we put on exhibitions every semester. So I was like, I don't want to wait until, I was like, I want to make sure I'm ready for the real world. So I took it upon myself to just, have my own exhibitions <laughs> every semester until it was time to graduate. Just uh, because, I don't know, no one's guaranteed success, and I just wanted to be as good as I could be. So um, I just took it upon myself to say, well, what do artists do in the real world? Let me start doing it now. So with college, I learned about 
time management, networking, and just, you know, taking things to that next um, level. Um, and then the real world starts, you know. <laughs> I, um, I, I went to Belize. I did some photojournalism for the newspaper. Um, I taught art for a little bit. Um, I did a lot of things. Any job, pretty much any job you could think of to make ends meet. Because one of the things I'll never forget that I learned in school is they they took away the romantic notion of the starving artist. And they were like, yo, <laughs> that's not sexy, okay? Suffering, being depressed, not making any money, and you know, or sleeping on someone's couch until you make it. They were like, if you have the luxury of someone being able to sponsor you or your parents or that kind cool but they were like you know at the end of the day you need to pay your rent you need to afford your lifestyle and if that means getting a job that has nothing to do with art just to pay the bills you do that and if you're passionate about your art you will make the time to do it you know and i i took that to heart and um i remember i remember being a poor artist um in new york city and you know Working at Starbucks. And Starbucks was great because, you know, even if you were part-time, they gave you health care. But um, you could also pick up shifts at other stores. So I could tell you that a typical day, you know, I would wake up at 5 a.m., hop on the train, head to Manhattan, go to the first Starbucks. When I was done at that store, I maybe took a break. You know, I got an hour or so between, you know, stores then i'd head to the next store and i would work that till about like 11 p.m <laughs> head back on the train um and let me tell you something they just created the mcdonald's dollar menu <laughs> uh around that time and that was my saving grace because i had no money and um i still remember the price it was like four dollars and 36 cents I would get a couple double cheeseburgers, a small fry, um, and I think a drink. And um, that was my dinner. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And and on my days off, I would go to the Metropolitan Museum of Art. That was kind of like my way of, of um, re, you know, reminding myself, what am I doing this for? Looking at these masters, you know, Um and their suggested, you know, donation was, I think, $20. And, of course, I couldn't afford that. So, but you could give whatever you could. So, sometimes it was just a dollar. <laughs> and then on my other day off, I would just go to galleries and knock on doors and show them my portfolio and just get rejected after rejected after rejected. <laughs> um, but that's what makes you tough. That's what, um, everybody's path is different, but... You're going to have to deal with those lean times if you're ever going to, um, you know, get to where you uh, want to be. Fast forward, I think uh, I got signed to my first gallery um, in 2008. And, um, you know, for some people, that's that's the end. But it just depends on the partnerships. Um, I knew that I needed to find a gallery that was more in line with my vision so that took a little bit more time but all the time I'm, I'm making work I'm submitting work 
I'm having group shows. I'm doing whatever, you know, whatever you think, um, whatever's expected. Um, and finally, I'm, you know, <laughs> somehow, some way, I've made it to where I am now uh, as a successful um, painter. Uh, and I'm represented by um, Ivy Gallery uh, in Los Angeles and Aaron Galleries in Chicago. So, uh, yeah, that is a little bit of, um, you know, how I came to be. And I'm sure as this uh, podcast progresses, I'll, uh, I'll be sure to share more um, stories with you uh, about my uh, career. So, um, in terms of uh, the podcast, you know, this episode is pretty much setting up. Uh, it's just going to be a, an introduction because I guess you guys need to know who I am before you start listening to me, right? Um, but some of the things that I'm interested in um, addressing uh, as we move forward with the podcast is um, uh, artist residencies. That's one of the things that uh, I've enjoyed the most uh, about my career. Um, what an artist residency is, is different, uh, it could be a gallery, it could be an arts organization, um, you know, uh, in, in, you know, in your country or elsewhere in the world. And what they do is they, they provide space and sometimes a program for artists. And so, um, regardless of your discipline, you have so many choices and, an artist residency can last for anywhere from a week to a year, okay? And depending upon the program, they will cover the cost of everything, including your airfare to go there. Sometimes they'll just pay for everything once you get there. You're responsible for your flight. Sometimes you pay for everything, and it's just about being in that particular iconic location or or that space that's available. So you just have to um, check and see what the guidelines are for each uh, particular artist residency. And and what you get out of it is, you know, artists, we do our best work when we're challenged, um, when, we're, when we're confronted with something new, when there's change. And few things help your growth better than going to another country or um, being thrust into an environment where you're dealing with people that you've never met before um, and how that um, contributes to you and influences your work. Um, and I've, I've uh, benefited greatly from attending a few. Um, two, of the, two of my favorite ones is I did one in uh, Jamaica in uh, 2010 and uh, most recently I did one in India um, and that was that was just um, amazing to be able to have that time where you're just kind of outside of your element uh, and in someone else's and just seeing how that influences your work and your thought process and everything um, yeah so uh, that's something that I want to be able to um, share with with um, artists. Um, 
Another thing that I see a lot of is there are a lot of fairs and a lot of places where artists will um, present their their stuff, whether it's paintings and drawings. Sometimes they're doing public performances. Sometimes they're singing on the street. Um, doesn't matter whether you're doing that out of necessity or you feel like that's the only, you know, um, you know, or you just enjoy it. You know, you like to um, deal with people at ground level. Um, I still see a lot of those folks not having websites or social media and not really marketing themselves, you know. And so um, one of the areas that a lot of us artists suffer in is the business side of things. Um, and so uh, I definitely want to um, address how to be better business people um, and how to watch out for when someone is uh, trying to take advantage of you. Because if you've got a talent, you better believe <laughs> you're going to be surrounded by people who are going to try to um, monetize that. And that's not a crime. <laughs> but let's just make sure that you uh, get a fair shake as well. Okay? Um, yeah. I think that's it for now. I think that that's a, <laughs> a proper introduction. Um, there's lots more to learn about me. Uh, and there's lots more that um, I have in store for you as the dream coach. So with that, I will. Um, well, let me give you uh, some information. So again, I'm Hubert Neal Jr. Uh, you want to check out my work. Uh, just head to hubertnealjr.com, uh, or you can do a Google search, Hubert Neal Jr., and once you do the Google search, if you click on images, then you have like kind of a visual search that'll be a little bit easier for you to find anything you want on me and my uh, career, okay? And then the Dream Coach, you can find the Dream Coach uh, at the dreamcoach.business, okay? And... Um, whether through my website or the Dream Coach, uh, you'll have a contact section where you can, um, you know, reach out to me. And one of the things that I'm really looking forward to is I want questions from you. Uh, that's actually one of the favorite parts of uh, any of the podcasts that I listen to is when um, listeners uh, write in uh, and, and ask questions about things that are uh, important to them. And so, uh, you know, for what we do here, uh, I welcome any and all questions that have to do with um, becoming an artist. Um, so, yeah, I am excited to uh, start this endeavor. And uh, I'm hoping that a lot of you will join me. Until next week, this is Hubert Neal Jr. And thank you for attending a Dream Coach session via podcast. Cheers.